Chigaroo Wow. Hi guys. New year, new you. New year, new me. The new year, new you. And who are you? I am at Ace Jenna Mama Movies. Liar. So that's that's Carl Slaminski. Hey. I'm Jenna Wright. I'm I'm still trying to figure out who I am in this world. Ugh, so it's a new year. Gross. I have to figure out my place in the universe. Mm-hmm. How are you doing with figuring out your place in the universe? Are you in the universe? Do you have a place? Are you there? I'm fully content with who I am and where I'm going. I'm not. I'm I'm growing. I'm ever expansive. <laughs> I'm not even a person anymore. I'm a mere concept. I want the world to understand guys. me as a gr- hi guys. Uh, I'm shutting Carl down and I'm saying <laughs> welcome to the first episode of Tricky Animals in the New Year 2018. The year of your lord, 2000 something something. The year of somebody's lord. I said the your lord. I didn't I why well, isn't specific? Uh, the Golden Globes are happening tonight, but we don't have cable, so we're not watching them. We're recording a podcast instead. Hashtag time's up. Just got political in the first two minutes. Not even a minute and 15 seconds, and it's already political. <laughs> we are going to spend uh, this evening talking to you about some of the things that we really enjoyed in 2017, because we are all about keeping it positive here on Tricky Animals. I will admit, uh, my initial thought was for this episode, I'd get at least two minutes to... Uh, list a diatribe of things that I actually hated in 2017. However, and then he said to himself, he said, "I've grown as a person." <laughs> this is this is let's let's take a moment to reflect on this. I actually got to a point where I realized, um, even on the most positive podcast on the internet, which I don't think which anyone, ours is, yeah, nobody's in contention with that. Yeah, um, I don't feel the need to bring it down with things that I find uh, fucked. And annoying. I didn't. I, I don't want to be clever with this one. We Literally to, you stupid. You want to know what? What you put out into the universe is what you get back. And if you put out negativity, guess what? That karma boomerang is going to hit you right in the ass. So. It's true. It's true. And let's be honest. Uh, since the day you met me, I have been, as you so described me, a human glitter party. Relentlessly positive. And it's, it's done me wonders because I was somebody who could falter into that negative space and when you don't let yourself do that and you remain uh, looking for the good in things that are happening and the good in other people, even if they don't have much of it in them, um, it's only better for you. So, suck that bitch! We're also going to talk a little bit about the things that we've been up to and the things that we've been maybe publishing. I don't know. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't give you spoilers. I, I may be under NDAs. Oh, shush. I'm, I'm just saying. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we start off with... Uh, Let's humble brag our way into the new year with a few fucking tasty loads for your mouths. I mean, that's pretty graphic. Yeah, but, I mean, it keeps them coming back for more. <laughs> loads of cake. Yeah, I was talking about jism! Uh, what are we... I got my list here. What, what are we going to start off with? What is Joey Badass? That's my list of things that I was really into in 2017 when it comes to the trifecta. You gotta oh. get off my nuts, bitch. Well, first of all... One. First of all, we want to talk about something um, that's happening recently that you may or may not have heard about. Real talk. But uh, a previous podcast guest, Nate Ruger. St. Rugs. Real quick shout out. I just had the privilege of reading his new spec script and it is dope. Um, I, I didn't read it. Nate, you have an, an email coming to your inbox real soon. Um, we talked about this a bit on the podcast, but his father, Tom, Tom Ruger, uh, created Animaniacs, one of my favorite cartoons when I was growing up. I feel like one of everybody's yeah, favorite cartoons. Yeah, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. We've got some Pinky in the Brain. We've got 
All the great shit. All of the great shit. Um, they recently announced the reboot of the good old Animaniacs with Amblin and Spielberg and all those people involved. And conspicuously absent from those announcements was Mr. Tom Ruger himself, the creator of the show. And that's not really something that we're about here on Tricky Animals. Ooh, we're not even remotely close to people who make the stuff not getting the credit for the stuff that they made. Because we're all about shutting up and making stuff and then also giving the creators of the stuff their proper credit. So we might get a little negative here. Also, we want to let you know, uh, I, we just saw online that there is a petition going around change.org to bring Tom Ruger and the original creators back on board with the reboot. So if you want to look up Nate Ruger uh, on Twitter or on Facebook, there is a change.org petition going around to get these original creators back on the reboot of Animaniacs. And I've signed. Carl's going to sign. I'm signing, you're signing, we're, we're all signing. Sign That's from that thing you do. I appreciate that <laughs> reference. So get on that if you love quality cartoons that were a huge part of your childhood and that you want to support great people. Fuck it. Get on that if you support people who make the things that you love. Because, you know what? Here's the thing. And I know I come off as anti-capitalist when I say shit like this, but at the end of the day, you need to support the people creating this shit because the suits don't give a fuck about us. We're expendable. They think that they can just churn out ideas. Guess what? If they were idea people, they'd be creatives, but they're not. If they so, were idea people, that have ideas. And yet, here they are, going back to the fucking well. But... I don't know what, Spielberg, great. Amblin, great. Just credit and bring on the people who created the show. I'll tell you which ready player you should have at your disposal. Tom Ruger. Yeah. And Maniacs. So yeah, shout out to Nate Ruger. Um, good people. His family's good people. Do the right thing. Do the right thing, Amblin. It's what 2018's all about, doing the right thing, giving proper people proper credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We're going to make t-shirts. 2018. Proper Hashtag people getting proper credit. Team Ruger. Team Ruger. Um, uh, otherwise, Amblin, eat dicks. No, no, we're not telling Amblin to eat dicks. Spielberg Strike wants nothing to do with record. me. Spielberg wants nothing to do with me. <laughs> Um, what else? What else? What do we got? So, uh, 2017, kind of a fun year. I mean, 2017 sucked balls. I was trying to be positive. <laughs> okay. Motherfucker, you told me to be positive. You were like, yo, I want to be positive. I want to be positive. I'm like, bitch, this was the worst yeah. year of my life. <laughs> you, okay. You created a lot of stuff. I created a lot of stuff. But generally speaking, 2017 sucked nuts. My favorite thing about 2017 is how, you know how like every, uh, the Chinese New Year, they're like, this is the year of the rat, or the year of the dog. I feel like this was the year of the garbage fire. <laughs> this was the year of the rancid pudding in a bad toupee. This was the year of the microwave surge can full of bong <laughs> resin. It wasn't good. Um, to say but, it was a rebuilding year was an understatement, to say the least. Agreed. I feel like 2017 was the year that everybody set up the dominoes that then 2018 is set to knock down. Ooh, that's exciting. I'm a hey, writer. That's exciting. To you listening at home, what dominoes did you set up? What seeds did you plant that did are you? going to come up from the earth and sprout fruit and or vegetables and or flowers in 2018? Flowers made of money and also development deals. 
I'll tell you what 2018 <laughs> planted for me was a new fucking fiance. <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. So what what did you have on your roster? You you've actually had a very exciting like kickoff to 2018. Why don't we we're gonna dive deep? So in 20 so I'll be honest. What do you what, what do you want to do? What what did 2017 bring you? And then what are you going to do because of the things that 2017 brought you? In 2017, I feel like I wrote and or created and or broke story on more material than I have in the entire prior six years of creating as a writer. You did? So She's not humble bragging either. That's just factual. No, I was, I'll be honest. I was lazy. When I first started out, I was lazy and I wrote a thing, like one thing a year, and I let my writing partner do a lot of the story breaking. And 2015, and especially 2016, was the year I learned how to break story like a professional. It was... We started off writing a script um, together, me and my writing partner. Then, um, you know, he had a bunch of stuff happen. He was a complete disaster this year. Johnny, you're great, but also you were a disaster. Um, so I wrote a, my first ever solo spec script. I broke story on a couple of others. And when that spec script didn't sell... I decided to turn, create my own IP. I turned that into a novel and also a prequel. And now I am, I would say, almost 20,000 words into the sequel to book one. So in just in just prose form, I've written like 75,000 words just in the last two months. And um, I created more... Like, you want to know what? The more shit you create, the more opportunity you have to put yourself out there and possibly sell things to people and see the stories that you love get made. So 2017, while being very, very difficult um, to kind of focus when it feels like the world is burning, was also the year that I taught myself how to focus while a bunch of garbage was happening and create stuff because if you don't, nobody else is going to do it for you. What about you, Carl? I just anytime she's given an opportunity to talk mad shit about her own shit, she talks mad shit. Why wouldn't I? You got to be your own advocate, ladies, gentlemen, especially ladies. Nobody's gonna love your shit as much as you do. Talk that shit up. It's not wrong to promote yourself. 2017. Uh, I feel like I started with a bang. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Teeter topple came out. Teeter topple. Teeter topple came out to a modest. A modest reception. But also great reviews. Great reviews. Great response from the people who actually got it. You made people cry. I made people cry. Won't be the first time. I'll come to your door and shatter your kneecaps and make you cry (laughs) like a little fucking twat. Yep. Getting angry tonight. Getting, getting riley. But you made people cry because of emotional pain, not because of physical pain. Yeah, no. But uh, 2018, I feel like, will be physical pain. Could be. I'm coming. boxing at the gym. I'm coming for you. Um... But, I mean, it was off to a good start. We met a lot of great new people. Um, Went to a b- bunch of conventions. Bunch and of met conventions. Some awesome, awesome people. I, I enjoyed all of that. And I, you know what? I played it pretty close to the, the chest, though. Like, I, yeah. I worked on a lot of projects that, like, people didn't know. I feel like this year was a building year for you. Like, you're building a body of work that you're going to unleash this year. That, like, people, I don't think, you've been hinting at it, but, like, when you actually unleash it, it's going to be a thing. 2017 was also the year that taught me that there's a thing in comics that I think is hilarious, and that is everybody that's in comics now assumes you just started yesterday. Uh, and this is this is not to denigrate people in comics right now, the people that are coming up, but everybody assumes that you just started 
within the last year. Like, oh, I, I just I just started posting on DeviantArt, or I just started getting my Instagram or my live feeds on Twitch and whatever. And it's like, some of us have been doing this for a decade before But it, that you. was before Instagram and before Facebook pages and before, you know. And like, honestly, when I, when I kicked out of Cubert uh, School, like I hit the ground running, nobody knew. It's almost like you don't exist if you exist before the digital age. Yeah, and I, I did. Unfortunately, the people that existed before the digital age just don't know. They don't have that anthrop- anthropological. anthropological. Thank you. Yeah. We went to the bar before this. Um, <laughs> they don't look back. They only look forward. So if it's not on Tumblr and it's not fucking hot on Insta, you're fucking archaic. Like, I'm... But, but that's the way things happen now. Like, you have to play the game. Yeah, you have to be relevant all the time. Yes, if you are not in front of, that's what we've done to ourselves with the digital age. If it's very a short attention span, if you're not in front of people's faces, you don't exist. I will say that's had a major impact on how I read comics, though, because very few comics I've thought about from the last year have been like, oh yeah, that was a banner comic. There were comics that people were fucking shitting their pants over in the beginning of 2017 that nobody remembers at the end of. It's a 24-hour news cycle, man. As um, soon as it appears, it's gone. Yo. Uh, if you want real career advice, make something that'll stand the test of time and put all of your fucking blood, sweat, and tears into it. I don't give a fuck if that means you have to relearn everything you know. Make something that lasts. And also, by the way, make something that you care about and are passionate about because even if no one else likes it, you made the thing that you love. I'm always making the thing I love. You know why? I fucking love my shit. Uh, speaking of loving my shit, there was a lot of shit that I really loved in 2017 because 2017, despite being a garbage fire, the year of the garbage fire. The year of the fucking trash fire. Uh, it was a great year for nerd shit. Oh, God, yeah. We got so much- Nerds rule the earth now, guys. I, I know that there's a lot of people getting really angry about a lot of dumb shit on the internet, but nerds have won. Like, nerds have won. The spectrum of nerd, too. Like, in one year, I got a bunch of dope Marvel movies. Yep. I got some decent DC movies. Wonder Woman fucking ruled. Justice League was meh, meh, meh. It was whatever. It was fun. It was fine. You know? I was entertained. Are you not entertained? I got the first good Spider-Man movie I've ever wanted. Uh-huh. Thor uh-huh. Ragnarok kicked the goddamn Kirby shit out of all of them. <sighs> Throwing rock was so good. But also, like, my old nerd habits were also satiated. I got a fucking sequel to Blade Runner? What? Yeah. I got Blade Runner 2049 in my goddamn eyes. And you know what? You can say it was too long, and you can say you don't care about it. Guess what? You're wrong. It's, <laughs> it's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful fucking movie. It's the perfect counterpart to that other movie that I I love. I know. Some people that I'm friends with don't love it. But. And you've got Neon Gosling. What else could you ask for? Oh, fucking hot gauze. Hot gauze. Hot gauze. <laughs> and... You know what, though? It also made me realize a lot of things about what it means to be a nerd. And one of the things that made me understand that a little deeper was a sequel Yeah. that you and I both saw uh-huh. to a beloved franchise. What sequel? Star Wars. Star Wars. Which I can speak from a place of I don't care about Star Wars. Like, I'm not... I didn't grow up, like with the Star Wars kind of front and center, the Star Wars, in my mind. Test Star Wars. I was too busy re-watching The NeverEnding Story for the 74th time. Like, Star Wars was not something that really registered on my radar. And you come from a perspective of Star Wars influenced you since you were, like, two. You have to understand, I didn't have friends growing up. 
before there was girls, there was Star Wars. <laughs> and, like, I grew up in the Dark Ages where Star Wars only existed on, like, VHS. This was, like, pre-special editions. I mean, I, I had to get it from, like, the library yeah. on a VHS. And that, sh- that shit rocked my nuts. Like, and guess what? It rocked our nuts again this year. Because we went to go see... Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. And I people are mad about it, whatever. I loved it. I loved it. I did too. Um, I know a lot of people have issues. Didn't have the right voice. It didn't have whatever, but it it denigrated Luke Skywalker and everything he stood for. And here's it's like here's the thing. the The Star Wars movies have always been popcorn fair. Anyone who elevates it any higher than that, look at yourself. Look at who who are your false gods. Uh, it's that, that's that bit in a 40 year old version, bro. You're putting the pussy on a pedestal in this instance, (laughs) Star Star Wars Wars is is the pussy. pussy. (laughs) You don't got to put the pussy on a pedestal, man. You got to understand that pussy good either way. Here's the thing though. But also Star Wars is meant to entertain and entertainment changes through the decades. So our version of Star Wars that I, I grew up with and substantially people that grew up with me. Yeah. That's that's a different thing. New times, new Star Wars. And you want to know what? Ryan Johnson is a damn fine director and a damn fine writer. And he set up and knocked down so many plot points in that movie. He gave so many cinematic moments. I'm sorry. Hashtag spoilers. But when... Don't, don't say the things. When there's that... Okay, here's what I'm going to say. When there's that moment in the movie when all the sound drops out and the ship does the thing and the other ship does the thing... Oh, that's the best shit in the whole movie. No, it's not. You know what I mean? And there's that... That moment in cinema is one of the best moments I've ever seen in my entire life. And I just... If a movie gives you that... Like, I don't care what else you didn't like about it. You got something that made your jaw drop, and what I whatever I loved it. I'm not gonna get mad about it because I'll get mad. I got mad about the last one, but that's only because I was having deja vu for the whole thing, and I enjoy that. That's coming from a person who loves that movie. Are you talking about the Force Awakens? Or are you talking? Yeah, about Force Awakens. Okay. No, legit, my favorite Star Wars movie that's come out in the last five years is Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One. <laughs> I have I have drunkenly cried at that movie every single time. Every single time, <laughs> but like. I I appreciate that everything that I saw in that felt so Star Wars while also not feeling Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it is a testament to an interesting movie. Not necessarily saying a good movie. I will say it is a good movie. But in this regard, I feel like it's an interesting movie because it has formally addressed, are you ready to grow the fuck up? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that seems to be a theme for most of this coming year. Are you ready to step up and do the thing that goes beyond what you're familiar with and what you're used to? Yeah, are you ready to step out of that comfortable, like, blanky fort that you've had this entire time and, like... Right. Burn down your comfort zone. Yeah. Burn it down. Yeah. That might be a spoiler. Can I also say something that I really appreciated, but um, that I don't really have a lot of to talk about? Yeah, sure. I love that this year was very much like the year that horror got it to do, starting off with Get Out. This is a dope year for horror movies. You had It, which was amazing. You had, it just, this year was, also, like, they even really, had a feature in like the New York Times, all these big actresses and actors re, 
like doing these horror photo spreads. It also seemed like a really good year for far-fetched, high-concept shit. Yeah. Like, look at uh, Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water. Absolutely. Which is modern fairy tale. I don't care what the fuck you say. Yeah. Um, and even lesser-received things like Cure for Wellness. Even Mother! Exclamation point. Mother! Exclamation point. Like, this was just the year that... Listen, here's the thing. Horror makes money. It makes bank. But it is denigrated by most of Hollywood as as lesser because apparently it's not hard to scare people. Well, guess what? There's a shit ton of garbage horror on every single platform you could imagine that shows it is hard to scare people. Like, when you do it well and when you do it with, like, a backbone and with something to say, it's it's brilliant and it shouldn't be taken any less seriously than drama or or any of that comedy too it's really effing hard to be funny i uh i genuinely feel like uh cinematically speaking they rely on their tent poles yeah they get their surprise blast of cash with genre horror and they wait for award season to release like the dramas that they feel like I just don't know why dramas are always seen as quote-unquote important. Here's the thing. I don't give two goddamn shits about December and January for the movies. Like, I totally want to see, you know, the fucking Aaron Sorkin movie. And I'm sure that Ridley Scott movie that they uh, kicked Kevin Rapist Spacey out of is super dope, too. Probably even better since it kicked a rapist out. But at the end of the day, like, what's so great about being that fucking serious? Also, if you're going to be that serious... Or that heightened, why didn't goddamn Good Time get any fucking mentions? Oh, that movie is so good. Like, I, I saw... Our paths, man. Oh, my God. Everyone in that movie, though. And the Safdie brothers who directed it. And one was in it, and I think they wrote it, too. Like, we just watched that the other day. Good Time is... Man, people... I know people want to bag on Robert Pattinson for being in Twilight, but that dude can act his fucking face I've off. I've loved him. i loved him since Cosmopolis. Yeah. He was really fucking good in that shit. He was great. Um, he was great. That's just my point, though. Like, they they save all the things that they think are going to be, you know, award bait for yeah. this season. Before that, you get your tent poles sprinkled throughout. You get your schlock horror. A couple decent nuggets between that. And it's like, man, you know... Don't don't be so obvious. Yeah. Like we know what you're planning for. We know what you're getting at. Like, oh, if a movie comes out between November and January, it's probably gonna be nominated for some bullshit awards. Yeah. Nobody's talking about three billboards either. Why didn't that get any fucking love? Three billboards, man. Awesome. And you wanna know what? I know that Bright got all the attention on Netflix, but what they really should be talking about is Mudbound, because D Reese has come out and like smashed smashed into the Hollywood scene. It's fucking gorgeous, too. They should really be... Whatever. That's some some horse shit that I'm not hearing more about. Mudbound is all I'm saying. 2018. Uh, Let's make a... Concerted effort. Serious concerted effort right now. Fuck seasons for movies. Just put out good quality shit and stop positioning yourselves. Like, just put it out. The audience will come to the thing if it's good. Mm Mm-hmm. That goes across the board. You write a book, you write a song, you write a fucking comic. If it's good, people will come to it. Just do the best that you can fucking do. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, guys. I'm, I'm mad about this. Super mad. Hashtag Jesus Christ. Hashtag Jesus Christ. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> Let's do the list. Now that we're off of our soapboxes. 2018. Uh, I don't really think we can do a... Um, 
Oh, I just drew a complete blank. All right, here's what I'm going to talk about. Trifecta. We can't do a trifecta because it's, it's more than three for most of these things. Yeah. Well, I don't consume, like, one of my resolutions-ish this year is to actually take a break from staring at my effing computer screen because I don't... Why are you, why are you I don't, censoring yourself? I don't fill the tank. What's effing? You know, sometimes I don't want to swear, you fucking jerk. So... Dickhead. <laughs> I don't spend nearly enough time consuming, uh, like media to fill the tank. I just when you spiral down the rabbit hole of the of your own stuff that you're creating, you don't really have anything to contribute, and so I don't feel like I watched enough movies. I don't feel like I read enough books. For sure, I didn't read enough books. Like I didn't listen to enough music. I was tuned into freaking NPR because I wanted to make sure the you know my house wasn't on fire from a nuclear warhead. So. All I'm saying is 2018, I'm making a concerted effort to shut off the computer and immerse myself in something that's not Twitter or Facebook or something like that. That being said, in 2017, I read a comic I really liked. What'd you like? I liked Batman White Knight. Still going. Sean. My boy Sean. It's still going. You've, you've still got like... Six issues to go. Super excited. I know I've brought it up before, but he's written the first Batman story that I actually cared about, and his art is good enough to make you cry. So hey, He's a fucking dick, and I mean that in the best way possible. He's not a fucking dick. He's great. No, no. No, I mean that. It's the height of a compliment in the oh, art yeah, world when you're just like, that guy needs to fucking eat dicks. It's And it's not a negative thing. Like, that just no. means he's really fucking good at his shit. Yeah. Um, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed that. I've read a lot of good comics this year. Yeah. Oh, uh, and clean room. If I'm going to have like five whole minutes, uh, I don't need five whole minutes to tell you about what I hated this year, but I will say this. Fuck you, Vice. Fuck you hard, Vice. Fuck you with a knife, Vice. Oh, yeah. Um, that was gross. That motherfucker. Listen, here's the thing. Okay, the what we're talking about is there was a top ten list, end of the year comics. Here's the top ten comics I read. On Vice.com. And the dude decided to be a snarky dick and was like, I don't even read ten good comics this year. There was eight. And then he picked eight comics that were like... Fucking fanographics shit. Like, bro, I get it. You're in the indie scene. But also, he drew a goddamn RTJ hip-hop cover for Marvel. Who did? The guy that wrote that article. That's some horse shit. So he's a piece of shit. Hey, you're a piece of shit, bro. You can at me. I'll fucking at your goddamn nuts off. <laughs> so, uh, we're also going to say 2018 is not the time for, like, garbage sarcasm. No, nah, I'm straight out coming out the door swinging this year. I'm sorry. We're not mixing words anymore. Like, don't hold back. You got an opinion? Share it. But also be correct. And that's that. I'm punk as fuck. I don't give a <laughs> shit. So that was a comic I liked. And I also, I tossed that out earlier. There were so loved, many dope uh, comics. Clean I read... Room. Clean Room by Gail Simone, which I know is an ongoing thing as well. She just got, uh, she's doing a domino uh, series. I read so many good comics this yeah. year. Like, bro, just hit me up. Uh, did you read Extremity? It was fucking great, right? Extremity. You didn't fucking read it. So how would you fucking know? Uh, Extremity was dope. Paper Girls is always consistent. Yeah. I loved White Knight. That Batman series is great. The new Spawn. Oh, fucking JSA on Spawn? Jason Sean Alexander killing it on Spawn. It is goddamn beautiful. beautiful. Um, I've been reading Number One with a Bullet. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty goddamn good at Image. What else have I picked up? So much stuff. Oh, uh, I'm going to take a special shout-out moment for Marvel 2-in-1, The Thing and Human Torch. Now, as some of you may know, I'm a huge Fantastic Four fan. 
this is legitimately the closest we're going to come to getting a Fantastic Four comic. So I recommend you go out and you pick it up and uh, demand that Marvel continues uh, in getting super dope Fantastic Ooh. Four shit out there. Ooh, and also good friend of the podcast, Joel Lolar. We oh. just saw he finished the cover for what? The last issue of Forever Winter, right? Oh, it's never the last. There's never more. the last. There's okay. never the last. But he, uh, what was the last issue he put out? Four? Was it four? I feel like it was four. He's got a dope comic. It's the guys at Stockpile Comics. We've mentioned them before. Yeah, he just finished up uh, Forever Winter and just has the new cover out on the new book. And um, If you guys aren't following Joel, just watch him throw down a clinic. It's so great. He'll... He makes comics while you're sleeping. Yeah. I wake up and I see a new, new thing by him every day. He's literally the only person keeping me on my toes. <laughs> But, um, uh, so was there anything that you were actually listening to in 2017? Listening to... You didn't I, really do a good job with music this year. I didn't. I listened to a lot of podcasts. Here's what I do, guys. If you want to learn how to do something while you have to be doing something else, listen to podcasts. So like I ventured into self-publishing for the first time this year and a good 75% of what I learned how to do was listening to podcasts while I was at my day job. So, like, I listened to the Sci-Fi and Fantasy Marketing podcast. I listened to Rocking Self-Publishing. I listened to Self-Publishing Formula with Mark Dawson. Like, I, um, there's a way to trick your brain into kind of osmosisizing. I think not, that's a word. Pretty sure a that's word. a word. Osmosizing. Um, Osmandiasizing. Listen to that stuff enough mm. while you're stuck doing something else, and mm. it will, some of it will stick. And so I, I learned how to at least take the first baby steps into that arena by listening to those podcasts. I can't say that I listen to a ton of new music. I listen to mostly what you played for me and um, NPR. 2017 was a good year for me, music-wise. I know. You got a new glass jaw. Ugh. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down for you real quick. 2017, I'm going to give my shout-outs. You ready? Bands that put out new albums that I love. Shout-out to Converge, first and foremost. You motherfuckers, you did it again. Shout out to Glassjaw, shout out to Marilyn Manson, shout out to Queens of the Stone Age, shout out to goddamn Nine Inch Nails, shout out to The Horrors, shout out to KRS-One, shout out to Joey Badass, you motherfucker, you did it again. Shout out to Talib Kweli, shout out to Death From Above, formerly Death From Above They're 1979. Great. Shout out to Dead Cross, my man Mike Patton, still killing it, and shout out to Merker. Everybody else that I might have forgotten, I apologize. Royal Blood. Uh, Royal Blood came out at the end of 2016. Dang it. What about Plastic Daggers? Plastic Daggers hasn't done anything this year. Well, next year. They will in 2018, Keep though. an ear out for Plastic Daggers. But, yo, um, Middle School Carl really appreciates all the people that put new albums out uh, because you made me remember what it's like to be a rabble-rousing son of a bitch. <laughs> um, what have we... What is it? Watched? What, is, what have we watched? Not watching anything right now. We got a clean slate. We got a lot of Netflix stuff we have to watch. I'm really looking forward to the series Dark that's on there. Mm. About the, I think it's about a murder, but I think it's also maybe Norwegian. Imagine that. <laughs> Jenna wants to see a murder show. <laughs> I have so much stuff on my to-be-watched list. Most of the movies from last year that I didn't see, like aforementioned before, I haven't seen nearly all the things that I should. I loved so this year. I finally watched um, some Korean horror, Train to Busan and The Wailing, which I I both adored. Busan was dope. Yeah, it was really incredible. Um, show I'm really digging on uh, Netflix, which I think I mentioned before, Myths and Monsters. 
It's a super good show. I put it on in the background while I'm writing. I watch that pretty damn quick, actually. And I've seen uh, the old school movie Stay Alive minimum 20 times while I've been writing the past two months. It's better than me. It's on Hulu. I watched Access Baggage on Hulu last night. Mm-hmm. Goddamn right, Alicia Silverstone. We've been watching a lot of uh, Total Divas, a lot of uh, The Don't, why would you? Why would you tell people that? Why would you say yes to the dress. Why would you tell people that? I don't... <laughs> I don't want them thinking that's true. Um, it's totally true. But yeah, no, my one of my resolutions for this year is to consume more so that I have, number one, something to talk about on this podcast, and number two, I can just be a, a more well-rounded person. You can't uh, have your head up your own ass the whole time. You know what I mean? No, actually, that's my goal for 2018. Get I want head my head ass? directly up my ass oh, okay. because I have consumed too much. All right, then let's switch places. Uh, please, by all means. Um, um, I have like a stack of books that I want to get through. Yeah, same. What, do you have resolutions? Or are you like me where you're like, no resolutions, only revolutions? I put them up on Facebook, but my uh, resolutions this year are less about writing because I feel like I've finally gotten to a place where I know what I can accomplish in a given year or month or week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my resolutions are very much about uh, taking care of myself personally. So uh, not eating, you know, cutting out the garbage food. I've I've resolved to go to the gym five times a week, which this year, holla, I did. Um, it's about... It shows. She's a dope-ass bitch. You know, shutting off the computer. Like, it's not healthy to wake up at five in the morning, start writing, go to my job, stare at the computer all day there, come home, eat dinner, get back on the computer for three hours, and then pass out in bed. Like, I want to take some time every night to read a book or watch a new thing or, you know, on Fridays I've resolved to stay off the computer completely once I get home from work because it's not healthy. Because Carl needs a date night, motherfuckers. I do enjoy restaurant date night. Gotta gotta take this fancy man out and <laughs> be fancy. He does get very spiffy. So it's more about um, being a, a healthy person as opposed to just striving until I burn out at both ends mm. uh, professionally. What about you? 2018, I'm just bringing all my sexy back. As well you should. You got a lot of sexy in there. You should really let it out. I mean, I'm, I'm looking to get back to where I was a couple years ago before you. Before you met me. <laughs> BJ, before Jenna. Uh, I'm Yeah, no, I, I want to drop some LBS, uh, this time without the use of narcotics. And, or nicotine. Uh, or your nicotine. Hey, you know what? Let's be honest. 2017 has been really good because it's the first full year that I didn't have a single cigarette. Mm-hmm. Or any uh, illicit substances. So you've been awesome. I'm uh, I'm a wonderful person. I'm growing. He really is. I am growing. Um, that being said, though, uh, I'm now a gym rat. A lot has changed in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I drink green juices. You love green juices and tea. And tea. I love the shit out of tea. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not I'm not a sonic boom as much. I'm just kind of like a fun dude. I think that's my goal for 2018, just be a little bit more, a little bit more whole, spread some more love. I think it's more about just being an adult and knowing who you are and knowing what you want to present to the world and, and kind of who you want people to know you as. Listen, real talk, I'll never act like an adult. Who are you? People think I'm younger than you. I know this. Every time, oh God, every time we're out, they ask us if we want separate checks because we don't <laughs> give off a couple vibe. <laughs> And they always ask me if I'm the one doing the whatever because they assume that she's the younger broad that I've somehow latched on to. Little do they know I've got one foot in the grave. She's older than me. Way older. 
but that's for you know another time and place. Anyway, we would um, you know we gotta wrap it up. We're we're hitting the half hour, a little bit over half hour. But um, fuck it, they love it. It's good material. I would love to hear if you guys want to hit us up. He's at Kid Reverie, and I'm at Ace Jenna on Twitter. Um, what you guys are doing in the new year to be good, like be okay, be better, like make yourself whole. I guess because yeah. Carpe diem. I am I am very much uh, guilty of laser like focus to the detriment of my own health. I would say. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, guys, let's let's make a pact. As I belch into the microphone, excuse me. <laughs> let's make a pact that we kill it this year. You get a project that you're working on, finish it. You get a story you're writing, finish it. You got a comic you're drawing. Finish it. I want to see it this year. Yeah, and don't be afraid to share it. I want to see it. I want to read it. I want to enjoy what you're doing. I want to hear it. I want to experience it. I want you to put you out there in the best possible way. I want you to do me a favor and live up to the credo that we have put out on this fucking podcast and in our lives every day. And what do you think that credo is, Miss Ace Jenna Mama Movies? Hashtag shut up, make stuff. Goddamn right. And by the way... When we say don't be afraid to put it out there, if someone wants to shit on you for making something that you genuinely love, you know what? What have they fucking done yeah. besides be a hater? Like, don't worry about it because guess what? Nobody else's opinions matter. It's your life. Make what you want. Do what you want. As long as you're not hurting anyone else, do what you love. Also, don't be afraid to call them out on that. Just ask them, what have you done? Oh, and guess what? Plug for me real quick, because I know you guys love the podcast and also love me doubly. Um, I published my book. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of putting yourself out there. Terrified. I was <clears throat> terrified to write prose because I'm used to writing screenplays. And not only did I publish a prequel on December 17th, but I published the first book in the Hellion series on January 1st. It is available for sale on Amazon. So if you guys dig the shit that I talk about and you want to read about Supernatural creatures kicking major ass. Shameless plug. I wrote a book. You should check it out. It's called Hellion, the Counterfeit City. I have nothing to plug. Uh, he will though. But my Patreon, if you'd like to, <laughs> you don't have a Patreon. If you'd like to <laughs> donate to my Patreon, is his PayPal account where I make tinfoil hats and explain to you how they're relevant to comics. We have a kitten to feed, guys. A kitten to feed. Her teeth are falling out. Guys, I'm not going to ask you for extra money. Just do what you do and dig what you dig and be part of the whole. And if goddamn you make thing. cool stuff, add us and let us know. We want to see it and we want to cheer you on. Yeah. Hell, we want you on the goddamn podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, until next week, we love you. We want you to make dope shit. And we also want you to hashtag... Shut up and make stuff.